know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Seasons Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What up, Podcast Land? This is your host, Jamin Joe, of the Fan for All Seasons Podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking some U.S. Open golf, as it is the third major on the golf calendar. So we'll be talking some golf tonight, and we'll be talking some Atlanta Braves baseball, as the Braves look to extend their winning streak to 13. As of right now, the winning streak is at 12, and as of right now, the score in the Braves game very early is one to nothing. Braves, Yansby Swanson hit a solo home run. So... That's what the show's looking like this week. Talking a little golf and a little Atlanta Braves baseball with our guest of the week. We'll be connecting with via the Fan for All Seasons fan line here in a little bit. But before we get into the sports conversation, it's time to get a word from our sponsor. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue. Authentic, original smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgiasmoke.com. And we'll be connecting with our guest of the week via the Fan for All Seasons fan line here in one second. And Fan for All Seasons fans, we're back. We've connected via the Fan for All Seasons fan line with our guest of the week this week. And this guy, this is his second appearance on the pod. And I've, as I mentioned the last time this guy was on, this guy's a dear friend of mine. We go all the way back to high school. As I mentioned before, he's a really good golfer. And he he was a he was a really good basketball player back in high school too. And so I just thought with the US Open coming up this week and with the way the Braves have been playing good baseball, I figured there's nobody I'd rather talk baseball and golf with than my good friend, Phil Shear. Phil, how's it going? my friend i'm doing real well joe appreciate having me on again um good times to be a sports fan so hope all, hope all is well with you it's it's good man it's good we're gonna talk a little u.s open golf to start things out and so golf's third major is upon us this week and it's happening at the country club in brookline massachusetts and so what are some early storylines that fans should be keeping an eye on as we go into the u.s open well i think the first thing is the golf course um, it's a very historic venue uh, going back to the 1800s, and they've hosted many USGA events and other major tournaments as well. But uh, I don't think anybody in our generation or anyone, you know, let's call it 35 and under, has been around to see this course in a big-time major championship setting. So that I think that'll be pretty cool. And then you've got this whole live tour, PGA tour uh, conflict that's brewing, which you know, I'm certain the fans at the U.S. Open are going to giving people a hard time for that, I would imagine. So, and then, of course, I think uh, any U.S. Open is just the, the golf course. You know, obviously, this specific course is, is very unique, but just how are they going to set it up? Is it going to be more of a, um accuracy, you know, put, put more of an emphasis on accuracy versus length? So, we'll see, but uh, major championship golf is really fun to watch. I think this is going to be another great one. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And also, what I like about the U.S. Open is it's right around Father's Day. And, and I think it's cool that the connection that golf has for fathers and sons, especially, I, I know you and your dad are big time, big time golf guys and you guys play a lot of golf together. I, I, I go to the driving range and hit around with my dad. I mean, horrific at golf, but at the end of the day, like what I like about golf is it's about having fun and especially with someone like your dad. So that's cool that US Open is right around Father's Day. And so the next topic I want to get in with you, Phil, is this in terms of the US Open. And so Scotty Scheffler is a trendy pick to win to win the US Open this week. If you had to pick a foursome for fans to keep an eye on, who would it be? Well, I think top of the list is Rory. He's looking 
looking really good lately. He's playing great golf. He's coming off a win. He's finished second at the Masters. But uh, a shocking statistic is Rory hasn't won a major since 2014. So we're eight years since Rory's won a major championship, and I, I don't think he's been in better form than he is now. So I think he's probably going to be a force to be reckoned with. And then, you know, three other guys that I think we keep an eye on that, that haven't won a major would be Zelotaurus, Sam Burns, and Victor Hovland. I think those are three guys that have a tremendous amount of talent. They've won on big tours, if not the PGA Tour already. They've come close in major championships or, or at least been in them. So, you know, those three guys being young guys, kind of the next generation, the next wave, it'll be interesting to see how they play in, in the U.S. Open this year. No doubt about it. And and I agree with you about Victor Hovland. I've heard nothing but good things about him. And he's a really talented guy on the comp. And I, I expect Victor Hovland to make some real impact this week. And, and is it trendy pick. I, I like that pick of Victor Hovland. I'm a big Victor Hovland fan. And so, Phil, our next topic as far as the world of golf is something you brought up at the beginning of the interview, and it's the Live Golf Tour. And so, and so the Live Golf Tour made its debut last week. And so in your opinion, is the Live Golf Tour going to be a threat ultimately to the PGA Tour? And what are your thoughts on this new golf league? I honestly don't get the feeling that it's going to be a big threat to the PGA Tour. It seems like the first tournament kind of didn't really live up to the, the hype or the expectations. So I don't really see it as a long-term threat to the PGA Tour. I think where I see it as more of a threat is the Champions Tour. You know, the, the payouts in that league, the grind, the fact there's still a cut. Some of these guys that have won majors, you know, think Bill Mickelson, Charles Schwartzel, that are exempt for life at tournaments like the Masters, they can go play a live golf tour tournament and worst case make a couple hundred thousand, best case make a couple million. So career-wise, I think it makes more sense for that 40s to 50s Champions Tour type player versus a PGA Tour player. But you know, I don't really just, I just don't get the warm and fuzzies with it, Joe. It's, it seems kind of forced. It seems like there's a lot going on. And, um, you know, I tried to tune in a little bit to watch some highlights and some of this, the tournament this past weekend. It really just didn't move the needle for me. So, you know, obviously that's very subjective, but if, you know, I, I just don't see it as a, a viable long-term competitor to the tour. I, I honestly don't either. And just from the highlights I saw on like, uh, on, on like ESPN and stuff like that, it, it made it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal. And and the fact that like you had to go, I believe it was to the Live Golf Tour website and other streaming ways to find this. And the fact that like the Golf Channel and ESPN and places like that, they're not really gonna do they're not really gonna do this league any favors. Um, I, I I agree with you. I don't see this thing being a major threat. I think it's I think it's okay for guys that are on the Champions Tour. You know, as you mentioned, like Phil and Pearl Swartzel and and guys like that. I think it could threaten them. But I but I don't think that this league I, and I know it's gotten a resurgence of talent you know whether it be like a Dustin Johnson or Hudson Swafford or something like that I, I still I still don't think it's gonna hold a candle to the PGA Tour in the PGA has too much going for it there's too much tradition about it and I agree with you I just don't get that feeling about it and, as well and so Phil the final topic for now PGA players who make the jump to the Love Golf Tour can play in major tournaments so in your opinion Phil should they still be allowed to play in major events, even if they make the jump to the Live Golf Tour? I think they should be allowed. 
you know, typically what we've seen in the past with the majors is they, they kind of operate as their own entities. So uh, the Masters, the RNA, the PGA, the USGA all kind of form their own rules and can basically, it basically operates as, as its own entity separate from the tour. So whatever those tournaments decide, I would support. I doubt that they're going to ban people like Mickelson and Dustin Johnson and, and Louis Oosthuizen and some of these really big name players for, for the rest of their lives. I think they'll come to some compromise. Yeah, yeah, I agree too. I want to expound on that one second before we jump to the Braves. Are you surprised that the PGA did this? I mean, with guys like Dustin Johnson and Phil and all this stuff, I, I know Phil's really kind of been the guy as far as like golfers on the Live Golf Tour who they're trying to like get to promote. But are you surprised that like guys like Hudson Swafford and Dustin Johnson have made this jump? I wouldn't say I'm surprised. Um, you know, look at a Dustin Johnson, the guy's won a few majors. He's won a Masters, which means he can play there for life. And he's married now. He's going to have a family. So to him, it's I get to play the major championships, which is the pinnacle of golf. But I also have the chance to make a lot more money playing on the live tour without as much wear and tear. So I can see that. It doesn't surprise me. It just disappoints me because I really like, would like the PGA Tour to thrive versus having these, you know, breakaway leagues that are going to threaten the, having the best fields in the world. Right, right. I heard something crazy today on the radio. I'm, I'm going to try to get this right, Phil. But I heard something, and I'm pretty sure it was the Live Golf Tour, that if guys shoot a 54 or lower, that they could win up to $54 million. I think just for like a round on the Live Golf Tour. Like, is that crazy or what? Yeah, that's pretty nuts. I, I haven't heard that story yet, but that it sounds pretty... Uh, crazy. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Um, but it, it really is crazy. And so, Phil, we're going to jump to some Atlanta Braves baseball as well. So the first topic I want to talk with you about, Phil, is, is this winning streak that the Braves are on. It is currently at 12 games. And so what has been your favorite part of this whole of this whole winning streak for the Braves? I think it's the bats waking up. You know, early part of the season, I don't think the bats were really performing where we thought they were going to be. Uh, you had guys like Duvall struggling. Dansby was struggling to start the season. Uh, you did have Acuna on a regular basis so you know, there were some major bats in the lineup that really were struggling and now in this win streak everybody has kind of risen to the top and and um, you know started to hit the way we expected them to hit specifically Dansby and Duvall which are the two guys that I think are integral in this winning streak. I, I completely I completely agree with you about Dansby Swanson, Phil. And, like, the baseball that we're seeing out of him, I mean, this is what you expected when you traded for the number one overall pick out of Vanderbilt many, many years ago. He really is starting to come into his own, especially from an offensive standpoint. And, Phil, you know you know this, too. When Dansby's going good, when, when he's really hitting the ball, he's able to spray it all over the field. And, in particularly, he's been going to right field a ton. And, like, it, it really has been impressive to watch Dansby really start to hit and the play, the play that really stood out to me recently was Saturday when there was that crazy three-run single and Dansby blooped that ball to right field and then Acuna hustling. I want to say, Phil, it was at 10.8 seconds that Acuna ran from first to third. I mean, that that in and of itself is unbelievable. Yeah, that was a great play. That, that inning where we really blew the top off there was probably one of the best moments of the homestand for sure. No no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And and, and so kind of jumping back a little bit to last night, Monday night, the, the the Braves obviously did extend the winning streak, but but they also did lose Ozzy Albies. Phil, are you worried about the loss of Ozzy Albies? 
I love Ozzy. I think he's the hard hard soul of the ball club right now. Uh, so it's definitely not going to be an easy loss. But if you look at recent history, specifically last season, we may do losing Acuna for the entire season after what I think May or June, whatever his, his injury was. So um, I think with Alex Anthopoulos, Snicker, and the way we handled last year, we have the experience to hopefully navigate this in a similar way and find a replacement for him. Our CEO looks great. He's versatile. He's got experience. So, you know, if he can plug the hole until Albies is healthy, that'd be great. But, you know, I think we picked up, we, we brought up Phil Gosselin today. He has some uh, past experience with the Braves and a good utility player we can plug and play with. So I think we'll be okay without Albies, but it is a, a loss that kind of stings. I agree with you about Arcia and Gosselin. I, I think they're both going to be steady Eddie guys that are that are going to put the Braves in good positions especially from a fielding standpoint I know they're not as dynamic as Ozzy but but what they are going to do is they're going to make the routine play and the other thing about Gosselin that I like I, I mean I haven't seen him play in a while but I just remember this about him I want to say he went to Virginia and we you and I both share a dear friend of ours that went to Virginia so I know a certain friend of ours is going to be excited that there will be a Virginia Cavalier with the Atlanta Braves yeah that, that is an interesting tidbit i didn't actually i don't think i actually knew that so um yeah it's good to know <laughs> yeah for sure man for sure and, and so keeping so keeping with the braves talk here phil i want to get your thoughts on michael harris so he's been as good as advertised since making the jump from double a to atlanta and so what has impressed you most about the braves new dynamic center fielder i think it's his maturity and just how good he is on both sides of the ball he's made some incredible defensive plays he's hit the ball strongly he's hit a home run he's really run the base paths well uh, he's very good at sensing and, and seeing what the outfielder is doing with the ball and deciding to, to stretch a single to a double. So he just looks like he's, he's already an everyday MLB player and it's amazing that he jumped from double A to here as such a young guy. But I think he's a really talented player. He's going to turn out to be a, hopefully a future star for the ball club. I, I couldn't agree more with you, Phil. I couldn't agree more. And, and what stands out to me when I watch Harris early on <laughs> is just his ability to track the ball well in center field. I'm, I mean, there there is nothing that he can't get to. And, and the other thing that's good about Michael playing center field is it takes pressure off Adam Duvall. Duvall looks fresher as we talked about a little earlier when we began the Braves part of the uh, of the show and so I'm glad Duvall's getting to play left which I think he's more of a natural corner guy to begin with and the, and the other thing that I like about having Harris in the nine hole fill is this and is if he's able to get on what that does is that sets the table for Acuna so essentially you have two leadoff hitters in the one and in the nine hole and they're both dynamic they both get, they both have crazy speed and I, I was there at the A's game last Wednesday night when Harris got the triple fill and just seeing Michael hustle from first to third, I mean, the, the speed is just unreal. I mean, he, he he is as good as advertised, and I think he's going to be in center field for the Braves for many, many years to come. Agreed. I, I also learned this about him, Phil. I'm not sure if you're aware, but just for our listeners, for those of you that are unaware, Michael Harris actually was going to go to Texas Tech for college and was a outfielder and was a pitcher as well, and he was also interested in animals and, like, wanted to go to vet, wanted to go to vet school, but he but obviously pro ball came calling and it was the Braves, and so I think he made the right call Paul, you know, making the jump pro ball as opposed to going to Texas Tech. And, uh, I mean, who knows? When his MLB career is over, we may see him as a future veterinarian. You never know. I just thought that was really interesting, Phil. And, and so, and so, Phil, the next topic I want to talk to you about as far as the Braves is Spencer Strider. And so, he had a really good start this past Friday, as well as in Colorado a few weeks ago. And so, what are your thoughts on the Braves' new fireballing starting pitcher? Well, number one, I think he has a great mustache. You know, that's definitely a dynamic we didn't have on the team. But as a pitcher, he, to me, 
has the makings of a future ace. He's got great fastball command. Uh, he's got a great slider. He's got a lot of swings and misses on that so far. But if he can hone in that third pitch with the changeup, I think he'd be unstoppable. So if he can stay healthy, you know, get some experience at the big league level as a starter, I think he could be a future, you know, third, two or three guy in our rotation. I, I completely agree, man. I, I, re- I really like Strider in this spot. Although, I got to be honest, when, when the Braves made the move, Phil, I was not super excited about him making the jump, you know, from the bullpen to the rotation. But after seeing him do it a few times, it, it's kind of grown on me. And I see it now. And I'm visualizing what the Braves rotation could be in the future. And it could be a rotation of a Max Freed, a Kyle Wright, a Spencer Strider, a Mike Soroka. I'm, I mean, those four guys right there. I mean, I mean, if you're the Braves, it looks like you have the potential of an embarrassment of riches in a young, talented, dynamic starting rotation. And then Strider just, just gives you, what he gives you is depth. And he also gives you, like you said, an elite fastball that he has good command on. And like also you said, it looks like to me, if he's able to hone that changeup, Spencer Strider could be a really dynamic piece for the Braves for many, many years to come. I, I really like how, I really like how the fact how the Braves have done a really good job in developing him. And here's the other crazy thing, Phil. Spencer Strider a year ago at this time was an A ball in Rome, Georgia, and now he's in the main. Like it's just crazy. He did. He's, he's really shot up the the ranks to me. He really did well with the. Um the Stripers last season, so I think that kind of set him up well for the season, and I'm glad to see him do it well. No doubt, no doubt. And it also helps that he went to Clemson and pitched in the ACC and stuff like that, so so that always helps too. And uh, I I'm, I really like where Spencer Strider is early on in his career. And so, Phil, the final topic I have for you as far as the Braves go, the Braves travel to the friendly confines of Wrigley Field this weekend. And so what are your expectations for this series for the Braves? I don't think the Cubs are very good. So you would have to think that the Braves have an advantage on paper. Um, I guess the big question mark is, will we still be on the streak? Good start to the game tonight. You know, with Freed on the mound tomorrow, it's looking like a good uh, matchup for us as well. So if we can carry this win streak into uh, the weekend set with the Cubs, you know, I think that could be some momentum for us to maybe keep this trainer rolling and see a 17-game win streak. So, you know, I don't want to get over our skis too much, but if we can keep hitting like we are, score uh, hitting 10 hits a game, scoring five plus a game, I think we can uh, keep this trainer rolling. I, I totally agree with you, man. I totally agree. And Phil, very excited about this weekend because Saturday I will actually be in Wrigley Field for, for Cubs Braves. I'm going to sell Allie's 30th birthday and I'm going to get to hang out with our good friend Scott who lives up there. And so I'm, I'm so excited to get to go up to Wrigley and, uh, and, and I think it's just going to be an incredible day. Going up to Wrigley Field, it's, de- it's definitely a bucket list trip and I'm so excited and I'm going to get to do it and uh, I will pass along any any good messages or well wishes you have for our good friend Scott. And, uh, and anyway, I'm really fired up about the trip, and I expect the Braves to keep this train rolling, my friend. That sounds like a fun trip, Joe. You're gonna enjoy it. You get in the bleachers. Uh, I wanna say we are down the third baseline. I wanna say. I, well, wherever you are, it's gonna be great. Oh, um, no doubt, man, no doubt. And I. I, I will say this, Phil. I do expect there to be a ton of Brave fans there. I mean, as you mentioned, the Cubs are having a horrible year. I saw a stat last night that the Cubs have only won 11 games at, at Wrigley Field. So that makes me feel good about the Braves going going up to Chicago. And, pl- and plus, like, Chicago and Wrigley Field is one, of, is one of those bucket list places. And so if you get a chance to go, it, it definitely it, it definitely makes watching baseball a different experience there as, as opposed to other places. Don't get me wrong, Phil. I love Truist, but there is... Is nothing like seeing seeing the green grass in Wrigley Field. I mean, it, it is just perfect, and it's a good mix of old school and new school. I 
I'm really excited to see Wrigley, and it, it should be a lot of fun. And as we said, hopefully the Braves can keep this train rolling. Phil, I really appreciate you coming on the show this week, talking a little, talking a little U.S. Open golf and a little Atlanta Braves baseball with me as well. I always enjoy your insight, and I look forward to having you on the pod again, my friend. Well, I appreciate you having me on, Joe. That was uh, that was a good time. Have a good one. Man. Okay, see ya. All right, thanks, Phil. And so that was a really good interview we did with my guy Phil Shear, talking all things golf, talking all things Braves, and I always enjoy Phil's insight. As I said, you know, Phil and I go way back to high school, and I always enjoy his insight. He is a dear friend of mine, and I look forward to having him on for future episodes again. Thanks again, Phil. So before we get on out of here this week, guys, I want to tell you about FanForAllSeasons.com. It's our website. You can go check out all our past episodes. You can check out where this episode will be later on this evening. And you can also learn about how the podcast came to be. And what you can also do at FanForAllSeasons.com is you can go to our merchandise store. And it's got our Comfy Colors t-shirts in a variety of colors. So check that out as well. Go to our merchandise store at FanForAllSeasons.com. And yeah, so check out FanForAllSeasons.com. And one last bit of business to attend to. It's time to get a word from our sponsor. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue. Authentic, original oak smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgiasmoke.com. So for my guy, Phil Shear, this has been Jamin Joe. This has been another exciting installment of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.